0: Thank you for subscribing to the Parkway Fellowship podcast. Parkway Fellowship, commonly referred to as the park, is a purpose-driven church in Katy, Texas, recognized for its innovation and rapid growth. Designed for the person who might not be used to attending church, the park, one of the only purpose-driven churches in the area, has quickly become one of the most popular West Houston churches for people new to their faith, to church, or to living in the Katy area. It is our prayer that God changes your life through this message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan.
1: Good morning! My name is Mike McGowan. I'm the pastor here at Parkway Fellowship. I'm really glad you came today. Because uh, today I'm doing this very special message, and um, maybe you've guessed what it's about. Today we're going to be talking about baptism. Um, uh, over this last several weeks, uh, several of our staff members have been getting lots of questions about baptism. You know, like, you know, what is it? And, you know, what happens? And, you know, well, I already believe in Christ, so, you know, why do I have to get baptized? You know, I, I was baptized when I was a baby. Like, do I have to do that again? Well, or, you know... I've heard that you have to get wet like by going all the way under. Like, is that really true? <laughs> well, yeah, it is true, okay? But uh, let me, I, this morning I want to explain all that. I want to make it crystal clear. Um, by the way, have you ever been to Galveston, gone to the beach, down to Galveston, gone swimming down to Galveston? I gotta be honest with you, for me, it is not my favorite place to go, okay? The water is like really murky, you know, you can't, you can't even see, you know, like four inches into the water. And I'll, I'll admit, I think I saw Jaws a few too many times when I was like a little kid. I just don't like being in murky water with things bigger and hungrier than I am. So I just, but have you ever been to the Caribbean? Oh, now that is nice. I mean, because you can see all the way to the bottom. Now I like swimming there. You know, now, and it dawns on me that when it comes to baptism, it's a very similar situation. Because, you know, a lot of people don't understand much about baptism. You know, like, you know, what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, why you're supposed to do it, how it should be done, how it shouldn't be done. You know, where do you go? When do you do it? You know, when is it appropriate to do it? When not to do it? What about babies? What I, they just, there's so much they don't understand. It's murky water. And so people just simply tend to avoid it. Well, today, I want us to clear the waters of baptism because I want you to understand it. I want it to be clear for you. I want you to be able to explain it clearly to other people. And so this morning, we're talking about how to clear the waters of baptism because here's what I've noticed. I've noticed that those people who become Christ followers and then get baptized immediately afterwards, I notice that for the most part, those people, they have a lot of excitement in their faith. I mean, they they're seem to be really happy. They seem to be joyful. They seem to, it seems like their prayers really get answered. It seems like they have an easy time dropping some old sinful habits. I mean, there's just an excitement and a joy in their lives that is just it's motivating and it's refreshing but i've also noticed the opposite reaction among people who don't get baptized right after they become christ followers they just they just don't seem to have that same excitement that really they should have they 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 have a harder time getting over sinful habits that, truthfully, they ought to have a fairly easy time getting past. They tend to struggle with their new faith because they're just, they're just plagued with doubt. They just seem to have a tough time reading the Bible, have a tough time engaging with God in prayer. Things just, honestly, things just seem to just not be going their way. And you see, when we, and I mean, I, when we don't follow Christ, we tend to find ourselves in that kind of situation. I can't point to a verse that says all that, okay? There's not a verse in the Bible. I'm just telling you what I have noticed in general. And not in every case, but just in general across the board, that's the type of thing that I've seen. Because um, when we don't follow through with baptism, by not doing the very first thing that Jesus commands all of his followers to do, we put ourselves in jeopardy of not experiencing that same excitement that same sense of thrill that comes with knowing Christ. That sense of, uh, of joy that comes from just spontaneously following Jesus and doing whatever it is that he tells us to do. That sense of, of, of thrill and immense excitement that comes from making changes in our lives to uh, obey God and align our lives with him. We miss all of that. And so that's why... This message this morning is so critically important. Now, for those of you in the room who have been baptized since you became a Christ follower, you know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, well, I mean, he's not talking to me. So I can just kind of check out and you know, doodle on my little page or, you know, whatever it is that you do. You know, check your grocery list, your Facebook, okay? Let me encourage you. Let me, let me say this. You need, to, you need to hear this today because... Do you know some things about baptism? Do you know where infant baptism got started and why so many people do it? Do you know the dual significance and symbolism behind baptism? Why why dunk instead of sprinkle? Are you aware of why? Um, If other people came to you and had questions about baptism could you explain it as the bible lays it out so you're going to learn some things about baptism today that i think are to be incredibly incredibly helpful so let's all pull out your message notes and let's all begin by asking this very first question that is this why should i be baptized why should i be baptized well here's the first reason why is because it's the first step of obedience it is the first step of obedience In Matthew 28, Jesus is addressing his disciples. He says this. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus commands his 12 disciples to go out and make disciples of other people, he says the very first thing he tells them to do after they become, after those people become Christ followers, what's the very first thing he tells them they're supposed to do? baptize them. You're supposed to baptize them. And that, in fact, was the practice of the early church. Look at these verses in Acts 2.41. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized. Now I want you to circle two words. I want you to circle the word believed, and I want you to circle the word baptized. Those who believed in Christ were baptized. Like, right then and there, they didn't go home and think about it. They didn't ponder it. I mean, they didn't wait around for it. They just did it. Right away. Acts 8.12. Look at this. But when they believed, Philip, circle the word believed, they were baptized, circle the word baptized, both men and women. When they believed what Philip said about Christ, they were baptized. Everybody. You know, men, women, everybody who believed. And that day, there was a man in the crowd named Simon. He was a sorcerer. He was a practicer of the occult. Okay? And he accepted Christ that day. And look what happened in verse 13 of Acts chapter 8. Simon himself believed, circle believed, and was baptized. Circle the word baptized. I mean, it's pretty impressive and pretty amazing, okay? Later on in that same chapter, Philip is talking to a eunuch from Ethiopia, and I want you to, and telling him about Christ. Look what happened. Acts eight thirty five. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him about the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Look, he did it right away. No waiting, no hesitating, no pausing, just obeying by being baptized. Just obeying by being baptized. It is the very first thing that Jesus commands a person to do after they believe. And that's what they did. And somehow in our society, we've made it okay to you know, wait on it and, and, and think about it and pray about it and research it and debate it and talk to family members about it, get their opinion on it, you know, and, uh, you know and, and just on and on and on and on and on and on. And honestly, some people, they just never ever get back around to it and they never get baptized. But look, I mean, here's the thing. Part of becoming a Christ follower is making Jesus our Lord, putting him in charge of our life. And if Jesus is our Lord, why would we not follow through and do the very first thing he commands us to do by being baptized? Have you ever thought about that? It's it's like an Olympic hurdler in the 110 meter hurdles Gun goes off, and he starts on the track, and he gets to the very first hurdle and just stops. Just stops. Can't go any farther until he gets over that first hurdle. That is what it is like for so many people in their spiritual development. They get to that very first hurdle of obeying, that first hurdle of baptism, and they just stop right there. And they tend not to progress past that point until they get over that first hurdle of baptism, because baptism is the first thing that we are commanded to do once we follow, become a Christ follower. So let me ask this Have you taken that first step of being baptized since you have become a Christ follower? Have you done it? Now, there's a second reason why baptism is so important. Number two is this: it shows I'm not ashamed of Christ. it shows that I'm not ashamed of Christ. Remember a couple weeks ago and we were talking to, uh, we had the, the whole wall up here and we talked about Romans chapter ten verse nine. Remember that verse that we talked about the word confess that in the verse goes, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord well if you're going to confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. That confession essentially means that word confess means that you Confess that he is the Lord of your life. And one of the best ways and one of the key ways in the Bible that you show your allegiance to Christ is through baptism. In the Bible, baptism was one of the biggest ways that people confess Christ. Look at this next verse in Matthew ten thirty two. Those, This is Jesus talking. Those who declare publicly that they belong to me, I will do the same for them before my Father in heaven. But those who reject me publicly... I will reject before my Father in heaven. Here's this one big thing this verse is saying to you and me. If you and I are willing to publicly declare that we are Christ followers and we're not ashamed about it, then Jesus says that he will publicly declare that we belong to him on judgment day when we're standing before God. But if we are unwilling to confess publicly that we are Christ followers here on earth, then Jesus says he is not willing to declare publicly when we're standing before God that we belong to him and that we are Christ followers. Look, and now don't misunderstand. It's not that you can lose your salvation. The deal is, is that if you aren't willing to publicly confess Christ, you probably weren't a Christ follower to begin with. That's what this verse is getting at. And in the Bible, one of the biggest ways that people publicly confess their allegiance to Christ was with baptism. And baptism was always a public event. Look at this next verse. Acts 2.41. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They were saved, then they were baptized, and on that day when a person was baptized, there were at least 2,999 other people watching. I mean, it was a great public event. It was one of the primary ways that you confess your belief in Christ. It was through baptism. So let me ask you are you ashamed of Christ? Are you embarrassed by Him? Do you have fear of what other people might think of you if they were to know that you really were a Christ follower? If you aren't ashamed of Christ, then one of the key ways to show it is to be baptized. Okay. Number three. Here it is. It shows others what I believe. I need to be baptized because it shows others what I believe. In Bible times, here's a little history lesson for you. In Bible times, baptism was a widely practiced thing long before Jesus showed up. Okay? For instance, if someone from another foreign country or foreign religion wanted to become a Jew, they had to do three things. First, they had to be circumcised if they were a male. Secondly, they had to be baptized. And third, they had to offer a sacrifice, an animal sacrifice. And the reason they had to be baptized, because when they went under the water, it demonstrated that their old gods that they were worshiping or their old way of living in their old nation was being washed away by the water when they came up out of the water it was symbolic of a new way of living as a Jew and for those of you that are familiar with the Bible do you remember that passage when John the Baptist was baptizing people in the Jordan River before Jesus came along well it's because baptism was such a widely practiced and known thing that's why like nobody thought it was weird But when Jesus shows up, Jesus gives baptism a newer and deeper meaning. Look what this verse says in Colossians 2.12. Look at it. It says this. Going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. Now let me explain what all this means with this little chart that you have there in your bulletin. So just, you know, follow along as best you can. Because look, baptism, it reminds us of Christ, but it represents you, okay? So let me give you the elements of baptism. Going under the water, okay, going under the water, that reminds us of the death and burial of Christ, Okay? but it represents the death of your old self. Going under the water reminds us of the death and burial of Christ, but it represents the death of your old self. The water in baptism reminds us of how Christ washes away our sin, but it represents the washing away of my former way of life. But get that? The third element, the coming up out of the water, reminds us of how Christ was raised from the dead. And for you, it represents living a new life for Christ. So when you're baptized, you're showing everybody all of this that you believe. That Jesus has washed away all of your sin. And that you are now living a new life for him. Okay, Now, this is very important. Get this. this is your next feeling. It's very important. Baptism does not make you a Christ follower. It shows that you already are a Christ follower. Look, baptism is a, just like it was before Jesus came along, it is a symbolic act. It is a symbolic act that represents what Christ already did in your life. Baptism is not a requirement for salvation, It is a requirement for obedience. Does that make sense? No one's saved by being baptized any more than you're saved when you go take a bath, okay? You're not, that water does not save you, all right? Now, there's two questions that tend to cause a lot of confusion and so they call for clarity this morning. Here's the first one. First question is this. Well, what's the deal with infant baptism? Like, what's the deal with infant baptism? Well, uh, here's the first thing. Infant baptism was never practiced in the Bible. Never. It was never practiced in the Bible. Um, there's not one verse any, anywhere. In fact, infant baptism actually began in the third century. Um, see, the Bible is clear that we are all born with a sinful nature. Some people call it original sin, okay? Um, and, oh, but all it really means is that we are born with a tendency to sin. And if you've ever had a little kid you know that to be true, okay? We're just born with that tendency to sin, okay? Well, a false teaching got started that said that if an infant was baptized, then God would forgive that infant of that original sin. And that infant would not go to hell if it died, but instead would go to heaven. Well, in those days, the infant mortality rate was way high. And so, you know, every good mama wants their baby to go to heaven, right? Right? And so, as you can imagine, infant baptism caught on very quickly, okay? But the deal is, while it is true that we are born with a sinful nature, there's not a single verse in the Bible that says that God is throwing infants into hell. It is just simply not there. Listen, it is our sin It is not, let me say it like this, it is not our sinful nature that condemns us, it is our sinful acts that condemn us. And a sinful act is is when we intentionally, deliberately, knowingly disobey God. Well, that's why infant baptism was never practiced in the Bible. Every single baptism in the Bible occurs after someone becomes a Christ follower because infants just don't have the mental capacity to understand all of that stuff. Does that make sense? Okay, here's a second question that calls for clarity. Why dunk instead of sprinkle? Why dunk instead of sprinkle? Well, the word baptize... Is not a translation, it's what's called a transliteration. Okay? So that means that instead of translating the meaning of the word, they translated the individual letters of the word. So they took the Greek word baptizo and they assigned the English equivalent letters for each of those letters in the word baptizo, and you get the word baptize. Okay? So when the, um, but that's not the definition. Here it is. The word baptize actually means to immerse or dip under. It means to immerse or dip. So when the Bible says John baptized Jesus in the Jordan, what it really means, if you actually translated it instead of transliterated it, if you translate it, it would mean that John immersed Jesus or John dipped Jesus under the waters of the Jordan. That's what it means. This is why every single baptism in the entire Bible was done by immersion. It was never done by sprinkling. It is only when a person is fully immersed in the water that you get the full symbolism of the dying of your old self, Jesus washing away your sins, and living a new life for Christ. It only happens when you immerse. You don't get that by sprinkling. So um, look at this verse in uh, Matthew 3.16. Look at it here. As soon as Jesus was baptized... He went up out of the water. So look, I mean, we follow Jesus' example and everything else. Like, why not baptism, right? Acts 8, 38. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, you see how this was done? And see, once you understand it, it makes a whole lot more sense, doesn't it? Now it dawns on me that me explaining it is not nearly half as good as you seeing it. So I want to show you a short video of of baptism at Parkway Fellowship and then I'm going to come back and wrap it up. So let's go ahead and show this video. Baptism is one of the coolest things that uh, people get to do after they accept Christ. Because when somebody gets baptized, that is their public... Proclamation that they have put their faith in Christ. (music) Baptism is symbolic. In two major ways. First, it's symbolic of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. When someone goes down under the water, it's symbolic of the death of Christ and his burial. When they come up out of the water, it's symbolic of the resurrection of Christ. But simultaneously, it's also symbolic of what's happened in their heart. When someone goes down in the water, it's symbolic of their old nature, their old way of life, dying. Water is symbolic of the blood of Christ washing away their sins. And when they come up out of the water, it's symbolic of their commitment to live a new life in Christ. Now, none of that actually happens when they're baptized, all that happens when they accept Christ in their hearts. But baptism is a public proclamation of an inner commitment that they have already made. Nobody's ever been saved by being baptized. We're baptized because we're already saved, and it is our public statement. To anybody who's watching, friends, family, anybody there that make no bones about it, that person is now a follower of Jesus Christ. How cool was that? Let's give those people that got baptized a hand. That was so cool. So great. So let me conclude by asking this. Have you been baptized by immersion since you became a Christ follower? I mean, maybe you were sprinkled when you were a baby. Maybe you were sprinkled when you were an adult. Maybe you were baptized, but maybe you really weren't a Christ follower at the time because, I don't know, maybe you did it because, you know, your mom wanted you to. Or maybe because all your friends were doing it, and so you just did it too. But you really weren't a Christ follower at the time. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. My question to you is this. Have you been baptized by immersion since you became a Christ follower? And if you have, you don't need to do it again. But if you haven't, then I want to give you a chance today, right now, to obey Christ. Get over that first hurdle and jumpstart your spiritual life. Outside in the foyer, well actually outside this way, just outside these doors, we have a baptistry already set up right out on the concrete, okay? Outside in the foyer on this side, we have shirts, shorts, towels, uh, that you can wear we even have underwear and don't worry they're not borrowed they're new okay <laughs> and so here's what i want you to do here's what i want you to do in just a second pat and the band are going to come back up here and start playing as soon as they start playing this next song as soon as they play i want you to get up out of your seat if you're going to be baptized want you to get out of your seat go out those doors go that way somebody will there to give you some clothes And then you can go straight out here to the baptistry, and I will baptize you. Now look, you can keep the clothes if you want to. you You don't even have to go change. If you have a child that's in our children's ministry, you can go get them if you want them to watch, but you need to get them quickly, okay? Now, if you have a child that's fifth grade and under, they cannot be baptized today. Because for children that age and under, we have a special class called a first step class. It's taught by our children's pastor. That teaches them all about making sure that they really are a Christ follower and making sure they really understand about baptism because we don't want them to be confused about what they're doing. But now that it's been explained to you, would you follow Christ by being baptized the way the Bible teaches it? By immersion, since you become a Christ follower, if you've never done it before. As soon as Pat and the band start playing, I want you to get up out of your seat and go out. So pull out your connection card. I want to give you a chance to take a few next steps today. Hold your connection card right next to your message notes. I want you to check on the notes and on the card, the next step or steps that you're willing to take today. And maybe it's this first one. I hope it's this first one. I'm getting baptized today. If that's you, seriously, as soon as the band starts playing, just hand your connection card to someone else so they can turn it in and get up and walk out. And go get started. Don't worry, Pat won't be offended. He knows, all right? How about this next one? I have other, I want to have other family members here. You know, maybe your grandma lives out of town, and this will be, thrill her more than anything your whole life, okay? I want to get baptized next Sunday. We will do the same thing next Sunday right after church, right? I mean, right after each of the services, okay? Or... um, the Sunday after that, which is the 26th, and we'll do it in the afternoon at 4.30 in one of our members' pools that live nearby. So if, you know, grandma can't get a flight or need, it takes two weeks, you know, whatever. That you need to, but look, don't use that as an excuse to not get baptized today. If you could do it today, do it today. All right, next step, number three. When someone asks me about baptism, I'll explain it to them just like the Bible teaches it. Now you can explain. Hopefully now you can ask some of the more answers some of the more difficult questions. This next one. Sign up my child, a fifth grade and under, for the first step class, which is going to be taught on the 19th. That's next Sunday morning at 1140 a.m. So you'll have to come to the third service next Sunday. But if you're going to do that, put your child's name here so we'll know who that is and we can contact you Uh, because sometimes we either might not have your child's name or you have multiple children. We don't know who you're talking about. So write their names in there, if you would, please. Or about this last one. I want to become a Christ follower for the first time. Maybe you've been thinking about this for a while. If you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart to forgive you of everything you've ever done and put him in charge of your life, you can do that today. You you can pray a very simple prayer. A simple prayer, would be uh, the simplest way to do it would be just to say, Jesus, forgive me for everything. And I promise to put you in charge of my life from here on out. Something as simple as that. And then, if you're going to pray that this morning, I want you to do two things. Make sure you pick up a new believer packet on your way out and then go straight out and get baptized right now. That's what I would want you to do. Make sure you also check it on your sermon notes um, and on your connection card because I'm going to mail you some free stuff in the mail as well. Okay? Let me pray for you as Pat and the band come back up. And as soon as they start playing, you start walking out. Father, thank you so much God, that you've never wanted baptism to be murky. That you've always wanted it to be clear. And the devil has just gotten in there and he has made it as confusing and as clouded as he could possibly make it. So Lord, I pray that today you would have made it so clear to so many in this room that they would take advantage of an opportunity to to take that, to get over that first hurdle and obey you. Lord, I'm asking you that you would help us all to clear the waters of baptism for anybody else that might be confused. And that you would help us to live for you every day. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Our prayer is that God has given you at least one next step to take today in your walk with Christ. For more information about Parkway Fellowship or to contact us, visit www.parkwayfellowship.com. To talk with a pastor about becoming a Christ follower for the first time, you can call our offices at 832-222-9282.